What's going on, guys? This is Dave Holman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. We're brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SCFBX on your, on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em, College, or NFL and win up to 20 times your money in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away 100 k Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VSIN. Sign up today and save 40% off with their football season special when you use promo code SGP. VSIN, subscribe, promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. So today we're going to talk about target share. We're going to get the target share report. We're going to get the snap share report. And we're also going to talk about some trades. So if you got some trades, you're thinking about put them in the comments. You can hit us up SGPN fantasy uh, on, uh, on Twitter. And as always hit that subscriber button. We're going to be talking trades. It's Tuesday. It's trade Tuesday. Make your team better. Don't let other, other people beat you to the punch. So, Brad, let's talk about some trades. Right off the bat, I want to bring up probably the, one of the most difficult guys to trade for, and that is Tua Tungviola. And so there has not been any recent trades, probably because people are afraid of how much that they're going to have to give up for him. Um, but a trade right off the bat, Austin Eckler, Tua, T. Higgins, for Justin Jefferson, Jared Goff, and a 2024 second, what side would you be on there? I'm on Eckler, Tua, and T side. Uh, look, I get it. You're getting the best wide receiver in the game in Justin Jefferson, especially from a longevity perspective. But there are question marks as much as people don't want to say there are around Jared Goff. And when I see the stability and the explosion that is Tua, that we quite frankly, shouldn't have been writing off because we saw it before he got hurt last year and he just picked up in that Mike McDaniels offense all over again. You get T. Higgins, a guy who's not, in my opinion, super far down from Justin Jefferson. I still think he's a top 12, you know, top 15 dynasty asset at the wide receiver position entering free agency next year. And you get a win-now piece in Austin Eckler. I think this is a good uh, trade for that two aside, really regardless of your situation, whether it's a rebuilding or a com competitive-type squad. What about Jalen Hurts for Tua, a first and a second? So I am still, and maybe the recency bias with Tua and the recency bias that is the offense that we're still kind of wanting to see come to life a little bit in the Philadelphia Eagles is swaying me here, but I'm leaning that to a first and a second side. Um, I think Jalen Hurts and that offense will get, you know, back on track to what we saw last year. I'm just not. I'm not seeing it yet. I know the, uh, you know, the current offensive coordinator was on the coaching staff last year. So it's not like a change in philosophy entirely or terminology, but the play calling is not the the greatest thing right now. So I, I'm leaning that to a, and a first set. Uh, Dak Prescott for, you need at least three firsts in that league, Danny. Uh, 
um, at least three firsts. Um, I mean, you could send me Tua. Maybe I'll take Tua in that that situation. Um, I, I've always, you know, I've changed a little bit, but before I would never draft Cowboys or Eagles on my fantasy team. I just never want to cheer for them. And I started a dynasty team out with CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott, and the team is cursed. They're number four in the league in scoring, and they're 0 and 3. They cannot oh, no. stop a nosebleed. Number not the worst defense in the league. Um, it's just awful. But yeah, send some offers for Dax and some offers for CD. We'll talk. Jamie, what's up, man? How are you? And so uh apparently it's not letting me look up Mr. Stroud, but Tua is definitely someone that people that were not afraid of the medical pull him up for us real quick. Absolutely, you know, they're absolutely making bank right now for what they had to pay for him. Matt Haas, what's up, brother? Dak is poop. <laughs> I don't disagree, man. Uh, I think the, the offense did a little bit better in Dallas. This weekend was interesting. They they basically try to use that as, as a bye week. And um, Dak in a first for Anthony Richardson, that is – that's yeah, that's too much. Uh, I'm taking Anthony Richardson side on that, but it's not – I don't know. That's, that's a little – Dak in the first for Anthony Richardson. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still the Dak in a. I get it, but I'm still the Dak in the first side there. I might need a second back, but we can we can discuss that one. I don't hate that one. Um. So what do you got, CJ Stroud up? Yeah. So we got a couple for CJ Stroud here. Um. Would you move CJ Stroud and Drake London for CD Lamb? CD CD Lamb for CJ Stroud and Drake London in a super flex. These are all super flex. This was on nine thirteen or nine fourteen. Yep. Um. That I, I might go with Stroud and London here. Um. You're getting a young receiver. I know that it's a tough situation there in Atlanta, but you're also getting CD. You're, you're getting CJ Stroud, an up and coming top twelve dynasty quarterback right now. And so I think that might be enough to make the leap. Um, but I think it's a good fair trade. Oh, my goodness. If you could pull this off, good on you. C.J. Stroud for Rashid Shahid and a 25 first. Well, again, these are September trades. We don't have a lot of recent trades that are pulling in. If anyone has any any uh, recent, you know, recent trades, let us know. Um, it's, you know, it's tough to see some of these. Um, Brad, let's let's look at some running backs here. What kind of running backs do we go with? And uh, while you're looking that up, are there any quarterbacks that you're targeting right now or any quarterbacks that you're selling right now? So I am very interested in the own in the guy or gal that has Joe Burrow or owns Joe Burrow on their squad. Are you panicking after three? I'll say two and a half atrocious games because he has not looked good. And if you can start to sway that owner a little bit who thought they had a contending team, but Joey B is not really bringing it home for him. I'm going to try to get that player away from them. You know what? Here, here's, here's Jared Goff. And I'll even throw in a first round pick on top of it. You know what? Here's C.J. Stroud in a second. Just, just take Stroud in a second. You know, uh, let me help you out a little bit. 
I am going with anything and everything that I can to try to get Joe Burrow before he returns to form. Because this is not a long-term issue with him, I don't believe. So am I crazy? Are you willing to go kind of touch base with the Burrow owner and see where they're at? I think it's very risky to go trade for Joe Burrow right now if you're intending on him being a piece of your team this year. Long-term, I think it's going to be a great move. But you're, Joe Burrows, he's got a bye week in week seven. He's playing against the Tennessee Titans this weekend. Last time they played Joe Burrow, they sacked him nine times. I'm very afraid of what's going to happen to Joe Burrow this weekend. I was surprised that the Rams did not draft not draft a blitz or do more to get him off of his spot. Um, but, yeah, T-Law and Burrow will be guys that I'm looking to buy. A guy that I'd be looking to sell, Matthew Stafford. He looks good. Cooper Cup's coming back. And it hasn't necessarily resulted in great fantasy points. But you're going to lose that window. What's going to happen is you're going to get a little comfortable there with Matt Stafford. Then all of a sudden he's going to get a back injury, an elbow injury, and the trade value is just going to plummet. You have a little window here, especially with some of these quarterbacks going down where you can move, you know, you can go and move, um, you know, one of these, one of these players um, for, uh, you know, you trade away Matthew Stafford and get some of these younger players or get another, um, you know, get a piece back like a, a pick. Is, is this is, is this what you're willing to do, Matthew Stafford, for Zach Wilson? What? No, it's less than a week ago. Well, not not. Well, I said I would sell him. I didn't say I'd sell him how, for nothing. How about Matthew Stafford for a 2025 second round pick? If I'm a rebuilding team, I'm fine with that. I just I'd almost rather let him die on my roster. To be honest, it's even though it's. I mean, do we think that a 25 second is going to turn into something like a Matthew Stafford? If I said 24 second, would you say would that be more interested? No, a second is not. If I'm in a super flex league, I do not want to sell one of my starting quarterbacks for a second round pick. You're not getting. Are you? You telling me that I would have to pay a first to get Matthew Stafford off your team? Yeah, he's, he's gonna die on your roster. He's he's passed. Yeah, he's gonna die on my roster. Look, here's the deal: somebody who is giving you a second round pick for Matthew Stafford is somebody who's trying to win. So that pick is gonna be the two ten to two twelve. Maybe that, there's there's a lot I'm of delusional. in that. There's there's like, a lot of delusional people right now that are zero and three with crappy rosters that are that are looking to win now. No, maybe. Um, I mean, if that's but, the case, sure. If it's going to be an early second, okay, yes. But if if I, I still think an early squad that they're trying to get a third quarterback for to manage bye weeks, I'm just not. I'm not doing it. I'm not let's talk about Jamie's trade. I don't want to go too much more on Stafford. We we disagree on on that one. I, I'm not. I'm not trading an early second for Stafford either. Uh, my yeah. last trade was in Dynasty. Traded away Swift Bateman for 2024 first. Most likely top three to get um, to get one of the top QBs or Marvin Harrison. That's a slam dunk home run. That's awesome. Um, exactly what I'm talking about. Some people will trade these. You know, they'll go for these win now moves. Swift and Bateman, like Swift, looked really, really good. But like, in a row now. 
Yeah, two weeks in a row he looked good. But a two thousand early 2024 first, if you get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., that is better than almost any running back that you can get in Dynasty. And Swift is not a top five Dynasty running back. So that is just a smash. And Rashad Bateman's already hurt. It's not in week four yet. Yeah, so, I, I don't um, disagree with that. Yeah. Even with my love of Swift, um, it you you got to take that trade. But look, heck, we all want to go see some of these players, right? I'd love to go see DeAndre Swift in person and see him smash like he has the last two weeks. And if I was willing to go to Philadelphia, which I am not, side note, uh, I'd be using game time. Uh, I'd be buying tickets to all my favorite events, not just Philly game. Maybe I want to go see the Reds. Maybe I want to go see the Browns again, the Steelers near, you know, near where I, I live currently. And game time is the fast and easy way to buy those tickets for not only sports, but music, comedy, and even theater near you. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over all the tickets and what they're going to cost and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I've been looking at some Matt Rife tickets for the, uh, uh, what's he calling it? The ter- terrific, uh, can't remember the damn name of the the uh, tour name now, but Matt Rife, great comedian, guy that I absolutely love, listen to all of his shorts, any of his stand-up stuff. And uh, I've been trying to talk my wife into it and showing her the gametime.co prices for that. I don't have to plan months in advance. They have deals on the tickets right up to the day of, of the event. And you might even get lucky. And they have exclusive flash deals on tickets for not only the comedy and the Matt Rife shows, but concerts, baseball, basketball, football, and many, many more things. And the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, guess what? Game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. They are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a multitude of reasons. So snag tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use our com- promo code CF. BX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. And again, create an account, redeem our code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'll tell you what I was doing this weekend. I was winning money on Underdog Fantasy. You can play alongside your favorite, favorite team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. From now until October 4th, our underdog is matching 100% deposits for first-time deposits up to $500. $100,000 given away every single Sunday on Underdog Fantasy. Total of $2 million in prizes all season long. 100K in prizes this week. 10K to 10 people this week. New sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. Toss out an Underdog Fantasy play. I'm going to give you Sam Laporta higher 4.0 receptions and... 41.5 receiving yards. Give me higher. Sam Laporta is hot. He's a very big part of this offense, and that's not going to stop. So watch all, watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use, use SGPN as your promo code, we'll double your deposit up to $500. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. So, Brad, 
let's talk a little bit more. So Matt, he's got mid to late second. It's, it's kind of where I'm at. Um, he just traded JSN for staff and Baker. What are your thoughts about that? He lost a rod and Carr. That stinks. It sucks because I know you're trying to win at this point, right? You've got JSN. He's not really getting a ton of snaps. He's not really getting a ton of utilization. So you move him now for a couple quarterbacks that you lost both of them. You know, Derek Carr, who knows how long he's out with the shoulder. So not only was he not playing well uh, from a fantasy perspective, now he's hurt with the shoulder, so I understand the move. And sometimes these are the moves you've got to be willing to make if you're going to compete. Um, I don't know that you could have done much better, to be honest, going and getting a Stafford and a Baker. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a Baker guy. You know, he played for my Browns for a long time, took us to the first playoff win that we had in a very long time. And we don't really know yet, but he could end up being the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I know it was a little bit of a rough sled for him this week, but the first two weeks he looked really, really good, back to kind of his normal, accurate self. So if he can manage to put a decent season together, he may see a little bit more longevity in the league. Uh, and Stafford looks healthy to me. You know, I know, Dave, you talked about the elbow and shoulder and back and all these things, but he looks healthy. He's slinging the ball. It looks good. It's accurate. It's tight. Uh, so I think you're okay for a win now type move like this. Obviously, you don't want to do that if you don't have to, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with the JSN side and the longevity of this one. I think you could if you're shopping with JSN, I think you can get you can come home from the store with something a little better than that. Um, and we'll check in on this one in a few weeks to see how those guys are doing. Um, but I understand sometimes you got to trade some pieces when you got to win. I mean, I offered the guy above me, JSN, and a first for Josh Allen in the league. He didn't even answer my message. So it's tough out there. Yeah, I just pulled JSN up just to take a look and see if there's anything around a quarterback. Uh, and anything even recent? Back to the, what's that? Any recent trades? No, I mean, the 18th is the earliest. That was JSN for T. Higgins straight up. Um, you see JSN swapping with some other receivers. Um, I don't see a quarterback until you get down to kind of a three for five trade down there on the 13th, which is just a little too difficult to go back and forth about. So, um, yeah, nothing recent to say JSN for a, a quarterback right now. What about some running backs? Let's talk about those Miami running backs. They were pretty good this weekend. Um, I mean, pretty I, good. I mean, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was okay. Four touchdowns each. It's yeah. Um, it was. It was a pretty pretty amazing performance. Um, I, I thought that the uh, the Chiefs were going to boat race the the. Uh, Bears in similar fashion, and I just wrote an article. And so, you know, the the two, the four teams are zero and three, and they're all playing against each other this weekend. And so, we got the Vikings and the Panthers, and we have the Bears and the Broncos. Those are the worst teams. Like the Texans and Cardinals are no longer the worst teams in the NFL. And they, the Bears, have the Panthers pick. The Bears and Panthers are going to be in an interesting spot. Yeah, Musgrave is a stud. This was an absolute, absolute great 
great class. Like we haven't even seen Kincaid take off yet. We haven't seen much from Mayer. I mean, he had a nice catch the other day, but this was an absolute great tight end class. And you usually don't see him pop for two or three years. The fact they're popping early is a great sign. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave, you were, you were all about Luke Musgraves. I was a little lower on him. So you, you definitely got the win on that one. That's for sure. Appreciate that. Well, the, so one other thing about Musgrave, if you watch that game, there were there was a deep touchdown that Jordan Love just missed him on, right? I mean, it was probably 30 to 40-yard pass down the seam, wide open. He had the defense beat. Like, he was a yard, you know, an overthrown pass away from an absolute monster of a game. It went from that potential to a modest game for the tight end position. So if you can go get him before he pops off, he's one of the guys that I marked on here. He's got uh, the, he is second highest in yards per route run uh, for the Green Bay Packers right now. And he's a guy that saw not only an increase in snaps, but also an increase in route participation from week two to week three. So he's a sneaky, sneaky buy because the production did creep up a little bit, but not really enough to where people are going to be hesitant to move him. Yeah, I mean, I got him for Tajay Spears the other day. Um, just a quick little trade. And so, um, you know, it's hard to find tight ends these days. And so, yeah. It'll be interesting to see the uh, the usage when Watson gets back and Aaron Jones. Those obviously are two big pieces to that offense. But uh, Packers' offense is not as bad as we uh, we kind of we thought it was going to be. Yep. So what's uh, what's Moser going for these days? I mean, for me, he's probably a guy that you have to keep if he's on your roster because nobody's going to pay much for him. And so as much as I want to say Mostert is a sell, he's going to be hard to sell because of his past. What do we got? Yeah, I mean, you have to package him to get anything. You can see Raheem Mostert for a third and a fourth in 2024. Uh, Raheem Mostert for a third in 2024. Um, This one's interesting. Raheem Mostert in a fourth for Gabe Davis in a second. If I could pull that off, I'm smashing that. Um Raheem Mostert in a couple second and a couple first for Saquon Barkley. Um, I I don't know if I'd be willing to move two first plus you know plus for Saquon Barkley right now. Dave, is that something you'd be looking to do? You can't trade two first for any running back these days. It's just yeah. such a volatile position. Um, it's hard, and I get it. Like sometimes you get too late first, end up being two whiffs, and you're fine. Yeah. You know, like. I love looking back at some of these NFL trades and it's like, oh my God, why did they give up so much for this player? And then you're like, yeah, they gave up a a lineman that never played a defensive lineman that never got a second contract and uh, like a a blocking tight end for a starting quarterback for Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's like, yeah, it was worth it. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, I think another good move on here is if you can package Raheem Mostert with a third to move up into the second round, right? Or Raheem Mostert in a fourth to move into the second go round. Get, go get Musgrave. 
that's a kind of that's yeah. If you could do that, Musgrave, some of these other guys. Well, Quentin Johnston, you you know, you're not going to be able to get super cheap right now with uh, you know Mike Williams landing on the IR. But there are a lot of names like that that you could probably go and sneakily get uh, Mostert and a, another you know decent piece to go move up the board. Quite would you trade if you're a, you're a win now team? You need a third or fourth running back. Would you trade a late second for Raheem Mostert? Would you need a third back to do it? Or would you do it without it? No, I, I I would move a late second. This is maybe this is a completely wrong thing to say. I would move a late second to go get Raheem Mostert on a win now roster. I don't. I would like to see something more than a late second if I was the Mostert owner. So, and that's where I'm at right now. I I took an orphan that is old and decrepit, and it's not really, it's not a contending type team. And I've got Mostert on it. I've got Gus Edwards on it. And I got guys offering me a fourth round pick for Mostert. Like, I would rather keep him than give him to you for a fourth and get nothing out of it. So, and it's worked out so far. He's been healthy. So just another week of production just makes them a little more willing and a little more uh, me, a little more capable of maybe getting a little bit more. So there, there's that timeline, though, you know, that you got. Yeah, with, you, you got to be careful. Game. Last year, I, Rashad Penny did yeah. the same thing. And then all of yep. a sudden I got greedy and then he broke his leg. And so, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I would take a second round pick now because I know if he gets one injury, that fourth round pick's gonna start looking pretty good. Is it like it's a? Do you have anybody on your roster in Dynasty that was a fourth rounder? From, from this conversation, it sound today. It sounds like you don't value second round picks at all. <laughs> I don't like, value you're, you're, third and fourths like other people do. If you're in a league so. with Brad, you're gonna need to trade him a, a late first for Stafford and an early second for him Mostert. And what's going to happen, go. those guys are going to die on his roster. That's right. Hey, if you want them, pay for them. Otherwise, I'll let them die. It's better that they die on my roster than give away a, a league-winning type running back right now for what could be the 312. That, let me know how you feel on draft day, on rookie draft day next year. Let me know how you feel when you got Mostert and Stafford on your bench and I got all the draft picks. Let me and know I'm how trying you to trade you for the 312. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, who else do we got here? I, I, what about what about Devon A. Chain? He had an absolute crazy weekend. I think they said the top five or six recorded fastest players this year were all Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins look like a straight up Madden squad. They look unstoppable, and they didn't even have Jalen Waddle. Um, it was just carnage this weekend against the Denver Broncos. Vance Joseph, and then, you know, the next day the Buffaloes got crushed by Oregon. It was a rough week for – rough weekend for the Colorado uh, fans. Uh, what's A-Chain going for, and do we have any recent trades? We got the circle of death right now, so uh, we we don't have any offers up on the well, board. Well, let's, let's ask the chat, Jamie or Matt, what would you give for A-Chain, for A-Chain right now? Um, I know that some people were pretty bullish and they were taking them in super flex leagues late first, that 111, 112 spot. A lot of leagues he was going for an early second. So, I mean, as of now, you're you're probably not going to give him away for anything less than what you paid, especially after a 51-point performance. 
And then the question is, I mean, it's hard to ignore that. And I, I'll be honest, I, I was watching a highlight and the sound was off. He looked like Tyreek Hill. And it, it was, was disgustingly fast. He was so fast. But, you know, I, again, and I'm, I'm someone that was not very high on him. And so my immediate reaction is like to sell. And part of that reaction is he was healthy scratch week one. Um, you know, yeah. Jeff Wilson's coming back. How are they going to use this? You know, Mike McDaniels has said no one loses their job because of an injury. I don't think you can ignore what he did, and he's gonna he's not going to go away. Obviously, it's going to be hard for him to do that again. Um, but it's also very hard to ignore that talent and say this guy is pretty special. Yeah. So, so a good trade, even though it's a week plus old, is Devon A. Chain. Puka Nakua. Who That's would have thought we'd be talking about a trade that involves these two guys right now and be league winning type players right now, possibly. So what side of that are you on? Because I think that's very intriguing. You see that positional swap a little bit. Um, would you be on the Puka side? I kind of, you know, you're a wide receiver guy. You value them a little bit more than the running back. So where are you at with that one? Yeah, I, I like the Puka side on that one. Um, I'm going to take the the longevity and security. Uh, I think he, you know, he's the long-term replacement over there to be the number one receiver for Los Angeles. And, um, you know, I, I I can understand both sides, but it's, it's funny because they flip-flopped. You know, Puka was a third or fourth round rookie pick, and A-Chain was a first or second rounder. Then they flip-flopped, and now after this week, you know, I had someone DM me and said, hey, what do you think about this trade? And he was kind of like the, the league was kind of upset about it. Somebody traded a third round pick and a chain for Camara. He said, what do you think about this? It just went down and, and we don't like it. And I said, well, first of all, don't like don't complain about somebody's trade. It makes you look jealous. And honestly, sometimes you can end up looking silly. Um, but I said, it looks like somebody really likes a chain. And I said, he's a lot younger. And, uh, you know, Kamara doesn't have a whole lot of value in Dynasty these days. So it was essentially a second and third round pick for A-Chain, who was a late first round pick in a lot of leagues. So I said, I'm totally fine with it. And then he he messaged me on Sunday night and goes, he knew something. He must have knew something. And I said, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm sure a lot of people were eating words when they were um, mad at that trade. You know, yeah. I, I I had a, a bunch of league mates mad at me. I I, uh, I gave a chain away basically for for free in a redraft league. He was he was my second to last pick, and uh, I didn't draft a kicker thinking I can draft a kicker. I can pick one up off waivers. Then they locked until after week one, so I didn't know my settings in this vampire league that I didn't even want to join. And next thing you know, I'm having to give away to the vampire a player for a kicker because no one wanted to deal with me. And so I gave a chain away for a kicker in a redraft league. I offered Rochon Johnson. He didn't take it and he came back with a chain and I'm regretting it. Um, but a chain get 52 points on his bench this weekend. Yeah. This, this offer here that Matt's talking about is an interesting one because I don't know that I see a chain and cook much differently um, they're really close to the same size. I think they're both 190, right around 190, maybe a little smaller than that. 
Um, they're pass catching kind of guys. A chain's got more of the speed than James Cook does. So I actually probably lean the A chain side here. Um, if, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm A chain regardless of situation on this one. I'll yeah. take James Cook. Uh, James Cook's the, the lead in that backfield. Um, you can't say he's on a better offense because you can't be on any, and no team's better than Miami, but yeah. he doesn't have. Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson nipping at his on his heels. He's had three good weeks. A chain's had one. And I get it. That one good week was probably worth about five. But um I, I like Cook and I think he's like Matt said, sustainable. I mean, he's been consistent every single week. You could start him. He at least an RB two every week. Yeah. So hang on a second, because I want to look at something. I yeah. don't know about the sustainability, to be honest. So if I go, let me see. Roshan and a second for A-Chain. There's a lot of people frothing at the mouth for Roshan. I'll say this. This is something that I've noticed in the Bears game. For, first of all, we can't always you know, trust competent coaching and things like that. But be careful when we're watching guys – that are playing well at the end of the game. Number one, the coaches put them in at the end of the game, not at the beginning of the game. That's a problem. Number two, defenses aren't playing the same type of defenses. And I, I get it. Roshan looks a lot better than Herbert, but I want to see Roshan start the game, play on first and second down in the first quarter so I can get a good, a good comparison. Because when they're playing, you know, they're, they're playing – prevent defense in the fourth quarter it's not the same as the first quarter and, and Rashawn's looked better for sure but he's, he's not playing the same you know the same snaps yeah it's tough because you gotta play that game with him right do you buy him before he starts to get those first quarter snaps and the starts uh, or do you wait until you see it a game and possibly be too late and they jack the price up on you so that's one of those you got to take it a shot. You got to project what you think and what you see with your eyes. And if you think he's the better guy uh, and you trust Luke Getze and uh, Matt Eberflus to be rational coaches, then okay, go get him. I just don't know if I trust the two of them to be rational about the situation. Well, you know, uh, so, what I so I'm trying to move him to somebody who believes in him right now, mainly because of that. I just don't know that I trust the coaching situation. I still would buy Roshan Johnson. I think he's a good buy. And I do think that those guys that are not making the right decisions are not going to be making decisions anytime sooner. And they're sure. also going to be like, they are already have some, some pretty hot seats. They're going to have to make some moves because their jobs are absolutely on the line right now. Yeah. Like Chicago bears had the worst PR week I've ever seen. Like they got <laughs> robbed. They, they, they literally yeah. got robbed a thousand dollars or it was a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment and things was robbed from the Chicago bears facility. Their one of their coaches had to resign some a bunch of weird stuff going on. Then the, the quarterback is like, it's not our fault. It's the coaches. Then he's like, nah, never mind. It was just like worst case scenario times 10. And then they got stomped on Sunday. Yep. 10 points. They, they scored 10. Uh -huh. 
DJ Moore, um, DJ Moore uh, fantasy players are very happy with that hot, stinky uh, garbage geez. touchdown. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, if you guys get, uh, we've probably gone through enough trades, unless you want to talk about Laporta before we go into the rest, but we're going to talk about target share and snap share. Brad's got an article out. It's great. It's one of those things where you, you can't look at the box score and just make decisions off that because you, you're going to end up chasing points and making some decisions without looking behind. And so it goes a little deeper and tells you not only why good players are playing well, but what players are, are going to play well. It's a good indicator and predictor for breakouts when you look at some of this stuff behind it. it yeah, for sure. And you, you can use this to kind of forecast some of your player parlay bets and things like that. Uh, but there's other stuff out there to help you with that. And uh, one of our sponsors is Vision for that. So you can sign up with them and say 40% off of football season special when you use our promo code SGP. So you go to vision.com slash subscribe, use our promo code SGP. So uh, it's a pretty cool concept. They've got all of the odds, all of the statistics behind it. They've got player plot prop bets. They've got spread bets. They've got all kinds of stuff. And our, our, our big guys, Sean and Ryan, are in a contest going head-to-head with a bunch of other vision shows uh, to see who can sell the most subscriptions. So help us out. If you like us, the winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future bet. And the best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on that prize if they win. So step one, go to vision.com slash subscribe. Use our promo code SGP to sign up. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash vision and submit that proof of purchase. Again, if Sean and Ryan win, you'll get to vote on what team to use the $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you'll get an equal piece of that action as well. So go to vision.com slash subscribe. Use our promo code SGP. Then again, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash vision to submit. And don't forget about Hall of Fame bets. I have an article out about how to use Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea for into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by each leg, as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all the players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, so we'll move into Snapshare. So I've got a few guys I want to talk about, and obviously you can check out the articles at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It should drop tomorrow uh, with all the other specifics. But a couple guys I think you should pay attention to that just really, these are guys that haven't hit yet that I think you need to really focus in on from a dynasty perspective. First guy we're going to talk about, Kansas City Chief Wide Receiver Rasheed Rice. Uh, haven't really done much of anything up to this point, but here's the key thing to think about. How many routes are they running? And then do they start to see a little bit of uptick in targets as well? And Rasheed Rice has seen both of those. He saw he has seen his target share and his routes run go up each of the first three weeks of the season. 
So it's a guy who's starting to get acclimated. We saw some drops in week one from him, but he comes back in week two, still gets a little bit of work, and then week three it continues to go up. Look, nobody knows what the hell's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver room, right? Can we trust Tony? Can we trust MBS? Is it Sky Moore? Is it the rookie in Rasheed Rice? What is it Justin Watson again? Like, who is the guy to go for? And I'm going to go with Rasheed Rice. He also not only has seen uptick in, in targets and routes for each of the first three weeks, he actually leads the team in yards per route run. So this is a guy you need to go by now before he explodes onto the scene, in my opinion. So go by Rasheed Rice. Next up. Traylon Burks, right? Everybody says, oh, man, what's going on? Tennessee was a stinker this week. <coughs> Thank goodness against my Cleveland Browns. I enjoyed every single second of that. But we have seen the same thing that I just talked about with Rasheed with Rashi Rice with Traylon Burks. From week two to week three, we saw an uptick in targets, and we saw an uptick in opportunities, i.e. the amount of routes that Traylon Burks ran as well. He is the number two in that offense, but he is a high first round draft pick and a guy that they're going to continue to try to build that offense around as long as the coaching staff stays intact. So go pay attention to Traylon Burks as well. This is a, the next guy I want to talk about is a deep stash a deep stash. He was a fourth round pick in a lot of dynasty leagues. If you even went that far. And if you didn't, then he's likely available on your waiver wire. And that is going to be Demario Douglas wide receiver for the new England Patriots. Again, another guy that has seen big upticks in routes, run and target opportunity with the new England Patriots. You see Kendrick Bourne, his snaps. He has an explosive week one. Turns around in week two, drops to 50%. Week three, still 50%. Devontae Parker comes in in week two, has a good game, disappears in week three. Juju is still gone. The only sure thing or the only consistency that you're getting out of the New England Patriots right now is Hunter Henry and Ramondre Stevenson and that really decent, good defense that New England seems to always put out on the field. So where's the opportunity going to go? I'm going to go with the cheapest option in this offense right now. That's going to be Demario Douglas. Again, a guy that we've seen uptick each of the three weeks from a target and an opportunity from a routes run perspective. Hey, I love it. Taxi squad. That's what I'm talking about. Probably got him super, super cheap as well. So I absolutely love it. Next up, I want to talk about a couple tight ends. Right. Luke Musgrave, I'm going to kind of I don't want to skip over because we already kind of talked about him. But, hey, if you didn't watch the game, go get NFL Plus, go watch the condensed game in like 35 to 40 minutes. You can watch the whole game and you'll see how much he was involved, how much he was open. You'll see that deep bomb that he just got missed on. that would have been a long touchdown. This dude is going to hit soon. And then you're not going to be able to afford him because he's a tight end that hits and you're not going to be able to pay for it. The other one that I like, uh, and we've talked a little bit about him and I was a little higher on a rookie coming into the team. Uh, and that's going to be Dallas Cowboys tight end, Jake Ferguson, same type of situation. Hey, the water's kind of muddy. 
we saw him and Peyton Hendershot, Luke Schoonmaker, all three on the field in week one. And that has slowly started to normalize where Jake Ferguson is going to be and is trending to be the top option in the tight end room for Dak Prescott, who really enjoys his tight ends and has for a number of years. So he could be a very valuable target for you and really a pretty affordable target if we're really going to be honest with ourselves as well. And then I'm going to put my last stab in for my one true love that I'm going to go down dying. I'm going to sink the, I'm sinking in with the ship here. And that's Antonio Gibson. And I know it's been rough. He saw an uptick in, in uh, work from week one to week two to week three. He saw an uptick in routes run from week one to week two to week three. So I'm very curious if he's going to kind of turn into that pass catching guy. I don't know that his snap share, I don't have it right in front of me right now, uh, whether or not his snap share has gone up each of those three weeks or not, but his route, like I said, his route opportunity, his rushing opportunity and his target opportunity has gone up each of the last few weeks. And for a guy that has plummeted in value, you could probably get him very, very cheaply right now. Yeah. And I, and I get it, Matt. Uh, he continues to burn me also because I am probably too much of a truther for him right now. So <laughs> It's tough, man. It's yeah. tough. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So what are your thoughts on this question here? Uh, I would not drop DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I would figure out how to pick up Tank Dell for sure. Um, but I don't I don't think I'm ready to drop Hopkins just yet. Um, few reasons for that. I'm not sure that we're gonna see Ryan Tannehill the entire season. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean bad things for DeAndre Hopkins, right? A lot of times you see some of these young rookie quarterbacks just hyper target, you know, the guy that gets open and DeAndre Hopkins can still get open. I don't want to plug NFL plus constantly, but again, if you go watch, if you go look at NFL plus, you can watch these games condensed. You can still see that at least in week one and two, DeAndre Hopkins looked pretty good. Week three was questionable. He wasn't, he wasn't fully healthy. He's going up against Denzel Ward, who is an incredibly good shutdown corner. So that coupled with the health, I think, is why you saw a little bit of dip in production in week three. But DeAndre Hopkins in week one and two still looked like DeAndre Hopkins. The numbers are not there. I get that. Uh, but I'm not ready to drop him just yet. So I'll say this. I, I, I would not do it, but I wouldn't hate it if you did it. Right now, ECR got, actually got Dell above Hopkins 33 to 40. Yep. So Dell is wide receiver 33 and Hopkins is 40. But here's the move that I would make. Hopkins has name value. So take Hopkins, package him with your quarterback, get a better quarterback, package him with your tight end, get a better tight end. You got an open spot. Now you can go get Tank Dell. Use the name value. People, especially in your home leagues, casual leagues, not dynasty, they're going to be looking for you know those bigger names. They they don't they don't care about you know some of the stuff that Brad just laid out. They see a guy with a big name, and they're going to be like, "I'm going to get Hopkins plus Dak Prescott, and all I got to do is give you Justin Herbert." All right, I'll do it. And so, like those are the kind of things you're going to look at. If 
find ways to do that. Like I, the other day I had, I had Kamara coming back off suspension. I'm like, I got to move one of these players to make room for Kamara. Instead of dropping a guy, I did a trade where I just added Rashawn Johnson and somebody else to go upgrade. And then I moved Kamara into the spot. And so those are the things that I'm trying to do to be a little creative, get a little bit of an edge versus just dropping a guy straight up for Tank Dell. Love it. I love that strategy. It's the two for one. It's always a good strategy in most cases, right? If you end up with the best player out of the deal, that's a good strategy to go with. So I, I really enjoy the two for ones where I get a spot, the better player. And especially if there's somebody on the waiver wire that I like. Yeah. And if you need to find room, like if you need to find time to like buy some time, if you're in a kicker league, what I'll do is I'll pick up Dank, Tank Dell, drop my kicker, then go find a way to make this move. And then I'll get, you know, I'll go get a kicker this weekend when somebody drops to out and I go to slide into my IR spot or, you know, you make that trade that two for one and now you can go do it. But like I do that all the time where I don't pick up a defense or I don't pick up a kicker and I'll add an extra piece. And then you can either try to sell somebody and, and move that way, or you can wait till somebody goes into the out or whatever. And then just don't, forget to, to pick up a kicker or defense and put them in your lineup. And also everybody don't forget there's a London game on Sunday. Early, early nine o'clock. Get her done. Gonna have to get some breakfast tea and some biscuits. That's right. I love it. Oh man. All right. All right. Brad, I mean, what else we got? That's all, that's all I got from a target share perspective. I, I don't want to give everything away. Those are the guys I would go look at. Rasheed Rice, Traylon Burks, Demario Douglas, uh, Luke Musgrave, and Jake Ferguson. So a couple of things that I'll talk about, some people that I, I think you can buy. Um, definitely, and of course, thanks, Jamie. And uh, Ramondre Stevenson. People are going to see all the touches that Zeke Elliott got and all that. Ramondre Stevenson, go acquire him in your redraft leagues. Go acquire him in your dynasty leagues. He is a player that I'm very interested in. And I go and listen to a couple shows today. J.J. Zacharyson, go get Ramondre Stevenson. Andrew Erickson, go get Ramondre Stevenson. When two guys that I really agree with say the same thing, I'm going to hop on board with that. Another guy is Zach Charbonnet, something that was very interesting Ken Walker was great, but behind the action, you saw a little bit of an uptick with Zach Charbonnet, and you saw kind of a defined role, and he was playing in their two-minute offense. And so something that was talked about by Andrew Erickson was if you get a role, you get all of it because they don't – the reason you're doing a, a, a no-huddle offense or a two-minute offense, you're not bringing a bunch of people in off the sideline. You're not doing a bunch of changes. You don't have time for it. So that's somebody that they trust in, you know, pass protection. They they can throw the ball to and that understands the blocking schemes. Usually rookies do not carry that role for this exact reason. Jerick McKinnon always has that role because of all the things I just laid out. But Charbonnet is obviously earning trust. We saw him get in the end zone this week. He literally, well, maybe he didn't get to the end zone, but he threw a guy to the moon um, at the goal line. Um but that's something that is very interesting. I'm not going saying go and sell Ken Walker for Charbonnet, but Charbonnet is a guy that you can target your redraft leagues. If something happens to Ken Walker, his value goes through the roof. 
And he's going to have, I think, standalone value as an RB3, maybe a fringe RB2. But if something ever happened to Ken Walker, he would absolutely explode. The offensive line is going to get healthier. He's on a decent offense, and he's got some good matchups coming up too. But uh, those are two guys, Charbonnet and Stevenson, that I would target. Yeah, so Stevenson, the data supports what you're talking about also, right? So if you look at a targets perspective, a run percentage perspective, a snap, all of those things are still in alignment and show that Stevenson is the one. So while he did lose from week two to week three, some of the rushing work, he saw a pretty large or substantial uptick in receiving work or in opportunities, I'll say, in routes run. So even though he did lose some of those rushing snaps, he ended up making up for it in receiving snaps. Um, the production just wasn't there. So I, it may be, uh, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. You obviously don't share that information while you're trying to trade with somebody. But I, I do think that the data is there to support that he is still the, the guy. Yeah, and, and Josh Jacobs is another one. Josh Jacobs is someone that he obviously owns that backfield. It took him a few weeks to get going last year, but I know he's not a stinky offense, but he owns the backfield. And like a lot of these guys that are doing well, there's another guy. There is no other guy. And it's not like a, a like even like Najee Harris, who I've been a defender of Najee Harris, doesn't look that good. Warren looks good. And we're not seeing the old Mike Tomlin bell cow approach. And so, um, but one thing that we talked about earlier about like with snap counts and everything, another thing to look at is how often is, are they being used? So like Brad talked about with like route run, like route percentage, we want to see tight ends that are out there on every, every snap. We also want to see tight ends that are participating in routes. We also want to see tight ends and receivers that are getting targeted. We hear about the cardio you know, the cardio guys, the Alec Pierce and the Mac Hollins and those some there's guys that run. They, they play on 95 percent of the snaps and they run 95 percent of the routes, but they get two targets. I'm not going after those guys. I'd rather the guy that that's on 80 percent of the snaps. That's 80 percent on the route participation, but he's getting 10 targets. So looking at targets and looking at targets per route run, those kind of things can also differentiate some of these guys from the rest of the pack that are also running a lot of routes and also doing a lot of snaps, both tight ends and receivers. Yep. I love it. And that's a, you know, you talk about that, you talk about targets per route run yards per route run is another really good indicator of a production from a production standpoint. So that might be a really good one to look at as well from a perspective of when they're on the field, does it translate to production? Right. So um, the target per outrun is absolutely there. The yards per outrun is absolutely there for a lot of the guys that we talked about. Uh, um, I took I had one on the list that I ended up taking off because I didn't like the yards per outrun. It was a little too low for me. So um, that that is a very good stat to use from a production standpoint. Because I can turn around and show you. Look at all the targets that Paris Campbell got. Six for six. He got six targets, caught all six of them. You know what he got? 25 yards. Yeah, it's got to result in fantasy points and, and at the end of the day. Um, and the last guy I think is interesting want to talk about, speaking of bell cows, Zach Moss. And so Zach Moss appears to be a screaming sell. You have Jonathan Taylor potentially coming back. 
if Jonathan Taylor gets the kind of usage that Zach Moss is getting, yeah, go buy Jonathan Taylor. And here's why I think you you could also hold out some hope for Moss. Jonathan Taylor still could be traded. Yeah. You could still see Jonathan Taylor traded. So you don't want to just go sell Zach Moss for peanuts and then you end up regretting it. But Jonathan Taylor is an absolute screaming buy because if he comes back and gets Zach Moss's type of workload, absolutely going to be going to be a smashing success. But if Jonathan Taylor gets traded, Zach Moss could be someone that ends up having a pretty good role and being pretty viable if Jonathan Taylor is traded. And then you have both guys, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, are viable. Imagine Jonathan Taylor gets traded to the Baltimore Ravens where J.K. Dobbins is out, someone like that. Not the Cleveland Browns. You guys traded for – you guys traded – the Browns traded running back to the Colts a while ago. It didn't really work out for the Colts, but – Hey, thank you for taking Trent. We appreciate it. Uh, but I don't particularly want to take that favor back uh, either. So uh, – You would take Jonathan Taylor. slow down a little bit because Nick Chubb only tore the MCL – not as devastating as what we thought it was, which I have no idea how the hell that happened. You talk well, about a dude that's superhuman, like that's if you have not seen the screenshot, don't go look because it's gross. Oh, I haven't looked, but Sports Doc did question that a little yeah. bit. So I'll, 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 I don't know. Um, I haven't had the surgery yet to get in there, but they're saying that they hope that it's just the MCL based on what they're seeing, but he has not had the surgery yet. I thought the MRI already came back that it wasn't. Uh, I'd have to double check that. I might be yeah, wrong. I'll double check too. Um, no. Yeah, I, I same thing, man. Everyone was spending uh, ninety bucks or hundred bucks on on Jerome Ford. I was spending five and six dollars on on Kareem Hunt. Um, I had him on a bunch of dynasty teams. I actually had him on my Scott Fishbowl team. That's uh, Zach Moss is my was my last pick on my Scott Fishbowl team. Didn't you get Manzel for the Trent pick? You know, if that's if that's true, then it, maybe it was a fair trade. Ooh, that might have been blind for the blind. That's a good. That's a good question, Jamie. I'm gonna have to check that out now. Well, hey, yeah. Matt, Jamie, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Everybody, as always, good luck this season. Cheers. <laughs>